It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is November 9th, 2018. My name is Philip Rossenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can, of course, follow me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. Let's get right down to business today. We'll talk all about the Magic's game tonight against the Washington Wizards, a, a, a game that you might want to avert your eyes from, maybe, perhaps, we'll find out. Uh, could be an interesting game, could be a disgusting game, could be a horrible game, could be a good game. We'll find out all together at 7 o'clock tonight. I'll preview that game coming up in just a bit. And then I'm going to talk a little bit more about the fallout coming out from Steve Clifford's press conference on Wednesday. We talked on yesterday's podcast about uh, a little bit more about the culture change that needs to happen uh, you know, kind of the raising of expectations around the Magic to, to everyone. So I'll talk a little bit more about the implications of that and and how the Magic responded, uh, in at least what they said they did, to respond in practice on Thursday and, and where the Magic should turn a little bit for uh, for guidance and for leadership here as the Magic try to, uh, to, to, to change these things about themselves and, and take that next step as a franchise and as a team. But before we get into any of that, let's uh, quickly... Give a plug to our pals over at the Locked On Podcast Network. Just like there's a Locked On Podcast covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail like we do here every single day, there's a Locked On Podcast covering every other team in the NBA. Looking to get the lowdown on the Washington Wizards, you check out Locked On Wizards. Getting ready for Sunday's game against the New York Knicks, check out Locked On Knicks. Looking for a global perspective on the NBA, Locked On NBA is your place. And of course, for fantasy basketball advice, Locked On Fantasy Basketball is your place to turn as well. You can check out all those great podcasts, plus the Locked On NFL Podcast Network, the Locked On College Network, and the Locked On MLB Network on iTunes. Just search for Locked On and the team you are looking for. The Orlando Magic will take the court at the Amway Center to conclude a three-game homestand against the Washington Wizards, a team that uh, had high expectations coming into the season, still probably do, but have not lived anywhere close to those expectations. The Wizards... One of the big chaotic stories of the early season, if it weren't for the Minnesota Timberwolves and and the general chaos that's followed them, we'd all be talking about the mess that is the Washington Wizards. They're 2-8 on the season. They've got one of the worst defenses in the league. Their their stat profile actually looks very similar to the Magic's in a lot of ways. The Magic, the 29th best offense in the league, only ahead of Phoenix at 100.9 points per 100 possessions. But there are the Wizards. 24th in the league at 104.3. It helps to have John Wall and Bradley Beal. But the Wizards' defense is one of the worst in the league. 28th ranked defense in the league, giving up 114.3 points per 100 possessions. Magic sitting at 19th at 109.4. By net rating, which, again, a lot of people consider a better measure of how good a team is. By net rating, the 2-8 Wizards are minus 10.1 points per 100 possessions. They, so they get outscored by 10.1 points per 100 possessions. 28th in the league. 
The Magic, for the record, are 27th at minus 8.5. There's a big drop-off between the Cavs, minus 10.7, the Suns, minus 12.3, and the Wizards, minus 10.1, to the Magic at minus 8.5. Yeah, we are kind of at that point of the season. I did take a peek at the on-off numbers. No Magic rotation player right now has a positive net rating on the floor. That's all stuff that needs to change, of course. There's still plenty of time to change it, and maybe the Magic have outperformed their record a little bit at 4-7. and seven. I think statistically we can say that, but there's still a few outliers weighing things down. That game against the Hornets, that game against the, the Clippers, not helping matters. The game against the Bucks, not helping matters uh, in an 11-game sample size. So there's still plenty of time to change all these things. But overall, overall, this Wizards team is struggling. Their offense, not so good, even with John Wall, even with Bradley Beal. The, the common criticism of the the Wizards offense uh, over the course of several years now is it's kind of been a your turn, my turn thing, and that's not an efficient way to play. While Wall puts incredible stress on your defense with his, with his playmaking ability, his shot is still a little suspect. It's never really come around except for that one year. Um, him and Beal just don't seem to work together. Otto Porter has come out of the gates really cold. He had a great shooting night uh, the other night against Dallas, but Dallas still won that game by 19 points. Adding in Dwight Howard, he's still recovering from injury. It's hard to tell what he's what he's going to bring to the team. And really, it just feels like, if you read the reports of this Wizards team, it just feels like there's a lot of infighting and a lot of struggles with this group. The Magic are shooting 31.2% from beyond the arc, 27th worst mark, 27th best mark in the league. So it's the fourth worst mark in the league. The Washington Wizards are 31.3%. This is not a good three-point shooting team at all. At least they haven't shown themselves to be. So it could be Brick City in Orlando tomorrow night, on Friday night, and then again on Monday night when they play again. It's This game is going to be about defense. Who is going to defend that three-point line and, and make it hard to make shots? Who's going to defend the paint and close things off? And... Who's going to take advantage of the weak defense that is presented to them? The smart money, and yeah, the Vegas favorite, is on the Wizards doing that. They do have the star power in John Wall and Bradley Beal, and to some extent Otto Porter, I suppose. But the Magic have played better defense than the Wizards, and they've done a decent enough job responding to some of these tough losses they faced that, you know, we could be in for a good Magic night. Who knows with the shooting, though? It's that, that's the big mystery uh, for both teams, to be perfectly honest. But as I try to say for most of these games, and, and I think this is true still for the Magic, it's more about the Magic than the opponent. Yeah, they have a game plan. They have to be prepared for their opponent. They have to execute that game plan, and that's all part of what the Magic need to focus on. The, the, the clear message from Steve Clifford after that game on Wednesday was about the attention to detail. About staying with the game plan, staying with the play, staying with each other. In a way that has been inconsistent so far this year. Orlando hasn't played at that high level that they need to play at yet. Not consistently, not for long stretches, and it comes and goes even within the course of a game. Clifford had an interesting comment where he said, you know, you start off plays wrong, the play's going to go wrong. And that was happening too much Wednesday night. 
that's all part and parcel to what's got to change for this group. It's all part and parcel to the attention to detail to execute said game plan. Again, something the Magic have struggled. Honestly, I would say the biggest struggle the Magic have had this year so far is that attention to detail necessary to win. They know their margin for error is small. And so the little things become much more important. Setting the right angle, attacking at the right, at the right time defensively, uh, uh, showing at the right time, keeping the ball moving offensively, staying, staying true to the plays and not going off script. Those are the little things that matter because they add up very quickly for the Magic if they don't. Everyone sort of believes at some point the Wizards will wake up. It's, it is it is early in the season, but you know we are getting to the point where habits settle in. Not fully, it's a long way to go, but yes, habits are beginning to settle in. And I think that's one of the reasons why Clifford said what he said Wednesday night after the game. To try and get that habit to change before, or get that trend to change before it becomes habit. And this Wizards team has some really bad habits. This Wizards team just, even when it seems like they're playing well, just can't put it together. Not for long enough stretches of time. Now, Washington is coming off a loss to Dallas, but before that, they had a good game against New York where they played a lot better and they looked like the team that we all thought they could be. But this group isn't all there yet. This group may not ever really get there. And if you're a Magic team and you have high ambitions, which Clifford has for this team, this is a game you have to win. You have to find a way. And this will be a good test. Coming off that Detroit game, this is the kind of test you want. A team that can be very good, but isn't playing well. Can you take care of business? And most importantly for this Magic team who has struggled at home so far this year. Just two wins at home so far. Can you take care of your home court and get these wins? It's, it's absolutely vital to what the Magic want to accomplish this season. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You know, I've referenced it plenty of times already. It, 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 it is kind of the cloud hanging over to, over Friday's game. How will the Magic respond to what Steve Clifford said? Now, they obviously weren't in the press conference room when, when Clifford you know, said to some, to some extent, We've got to raise our standards. No more moral victories. No more saying, oh, you know, individual played well. All that matters is the team. It's, it's a feeling that is felt, I think, throughout that locker room. Whether they can act on it. I mean, I, I think we've said this over the last several years. The Magic know how to say the right things. They know how to recognize the problems, point them out, discuss them publicly. I mean, I think we've had these discussions with all the Magic players at some point over the last several years. What they haven't been able to figure out is how to put these the, this identification into action. How do you get better off of this? 
That's the real question facing this team. And, and I think it was a question that, that, a lot, that the Magic took seriously. And I, I'm going to talk about how they took it seriously in two ways. First, the bench. Steve Clifford said it straight out Wednesday night. The bench sucked. And the stats don't lie. Terrence Ross scored 15 of the team's 20 points, made six of their seven field goals. The players outside of Terrence Ross went one for 14. It's just not going to get the job done, as Steve Clifford said. And that's important. Everyone has to pull their own weight, stick to the game plan, understand their responsibilities, and play and execute to their best ability. That did not happen, certainly, on Wednesday night. I think you can argue it didn't happen for a chunk of Monday's game, and I think you can argue it didn't happen in the fourth quarter of Sunday's game, even though the Magic won those two games. If the Magic want to get back on the right track, it's going to take that group coming together and playing at a high level. And You know, this is where Terrence Ross is really beginning to show his value. Because, yeah, Terrence Ross carried the scoring load for those bench units. He's carried the scoring load for those bench units this entire season to, the point, to this point. While his numbers don't look great, they really don't look great. His overall numbers, while he's on pace right now, to average a career high, and it's hard to believe this is his career high, 12.5 points per game. His effective field goal percentage is at 48.5%. He's shooting 33.3% from beyond the arc. Half his shots coming from beyond the arc, he's only shooting 40.2% from the field. Not much better than he did last year at 39.8, when we all kind of acknowledge he was struggling to shoot. It's, It's hard to believe he's shooting that poorly because it does feel like he's making a major impact on the game. But, you know, that's not to knock Ross. He's he's doing, I think, a lot of the things the Magic are asking him to do. Maybe chucking a little bit too much, but someone's got to take shots on that team, uh, in that group. And that may not be Ross's best role, but they'll they'll give him those opportunities. But Ross said, told the media after practice on Thursday, that before the team began its practice session, he and the other bench players... He seemed to suggest that he gathered gathered them, but I, 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 I can't confirm that. The bench players gathered together and spoke about where they are, about how they can take that next step, how they can give the team what they need to do, how they can fulfill their roles and their responsibilities. This is the kind of natural thing you want from a leader on the team. To just pull a guy aside and and talk. Just air air it out a little bit and be constructive. I don't think anyone was pointing fingers. I don't think anyone was, you know, at each other's throats or anything. It's still kind of early. But I think they all recognize that, you know, A, Steve Clifford is a straight shooter. He's not going to beat around the bush with anyone. He's going to say what he thinks. And he's going to be direct with people and what he needs from them for the team to be successful. I think... The Magic have been craving for a coach like that. It's going to hold them accountable. And frankly, at this, at this point, if, if you're a player and you're not willing to be held accountable by this coach, you're the problem, not the coach. The Magic have changed coaches plenty of times. they got to stick to someone. they got to back someone up. And for now, it's Steve Clifford. So I don't think this was like a... a, a cause for alarm. I think this was a natural constructive meeting to get the team to play a little bit better, to understand how they can play a little bit better. What what again, reestablish their responsibilities in, in a natural way. Um the Magic have kind of said 
you know, a few Magic players have hinted that, yeah, there are group texts among team leaders and team members where they talk about a lot of these things. You know, I, I think that, you know, there is something of a fan narrative that certain guys don't want to win. And it's more, it's less, it's, it's, all, it's not that. These guys want to win. It's about learning how to win. And, fr- and frankly, the Magic just don't have players who have been on winning teams in, in the NBA quite yet. And so there's going to be hiccups. I, I, I don't think uh, a game like Wednesday is the last time we'll see a game like Wednesday. You know, you want them to be rare. You want them to not be every night, which it's been, you know, maybe for the last few games. But I don't think, I don't think the Magic will shed that so quickly. It's going to take some time. But Ross bringing the team together like that, that that's just kind of what he does. He, I mean, he has quickly become a fan favorite player on this team. You know, I, I would have said entering the season that I was not sure that the Magic would or should re-sign Terrence Ross, but the way he's played to start this season, you know, I, I, a, I think he's the most tradable asset on the team. I think when we come to the trade deadline that we will be talking a lot of Terrence Ross, that a lot of teams will be inquiring about Terrence Ross. Because the things he does, the little things are, that he does are important to winning. And not to get too far ahead into this discussion, I think that's exactly why the Magic might keep him. You know, he's first to dive on the floor for loose balls. He's a, a great team defender. He understands where he needs to be. I mean, he picks up steals doing that, but he does a lot of other things, too, that, that just don't show up on a box score, just where he's at position-wise, how he closes out. He does a lot of things really well, and offensively, he even though his shooting numbers aren't fantastic, he has enough respect as a shooter that teams don't leave him. And, and honestly, with shooting... The, the percentage is not as important as the respect you've earned in the league that guy that defenders will not leave you. That creates space. And so, we won't really know if this team responds the right way until Friday night. The approach that they're taking, I would say, is the right one. Constructive criticism, constructive discussion, and then you go out and practice and you do it. Then you go out in the game and you do it. But it, it feels like the Magic are at least attempting to have that leadership that they need to get through this and become better for it. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And that leadership quite possibly extends to one of the Magic's best players, one of their captains. Uh, you know, I think I said on the podcast last week that you know if the Magic want to change, if the Magic want this season to be different than the others, it starts with their team leaders. It starts with their tri-captains, Evan Fournier, Aaron Gordon, and Nikola Vucevic. They have to be strong voices in the locker room. 
as well as strong presence on the court. And Evan Fournier has gone through his shooting struggles, and, and that's certainly led a damper to that. And, and Nikola Vucevic started the season off probably playing as well as he's ever played. But Aaron Gordon has kind of had to find his own way. You know, he's still maybe falling into some of the traps that he had last year, but over the last few games, Gordon has started to look a lot more, not only comfortable, but a lot more impactful. For the season, he's got a 52.7% effective field goal percentage, so he's shooting the ball relatively efficient for a player of high usage. He's averaging 8.2 rebounds per game, which is on track for a career high, scoring 16 points per game. The scoring certainly could improve. Over the last few games, Gordon has upped his game. Really, since that that Clippers loss where he only took five shots. Last three games have been three of Gordon's best this season. In fact, I would argue I, I might argue that, that his game against the Pistons was as good as he's played. 26 points, 8 rebounds against the Spurs. 23 points, 9 rebounds against the Cavs. And then 15 points, 10 rebounds, 6 assists against the Pistons. And a tough matchup against Blake Griffin, which, you know, Gordon is a little bit of a tweener for a traditional four like Griffin's going to give him some problems. All the while, he's played pretty good defense. Over the last three games, 21.3%, 21.3 points per game, nine rebounds per game, three assists per game, 44.4% from beyond the arc, 54% overall. Those are looking like all-star numbers. They, they look like all-star numbers. Of course, three games is a small sample size. And again, it's about what you can do every game. Gordon, is, is, uh, as I think I've said every time I talk about Gordon, Gordon has had to figure out when it's his turn. When is it my turn to attack? When is it your turn to attack? When is it... Um, when is it, you know, right for me to dribble? How many dribbles should I take? How should I attack? So all things he's had to figure out and growing pains are part and parcel to what a 22-year-old has to go through. But Gordon has stepped up in important ways too. His energy on the glass is absolutely vital to the Magic's success. When he's aggressive on the boards, he can get out of his area to rebound. He can take the ball up on his own on the break. He can obviously finish on the break like he did Wednesday night in, in what's probably the dunk of the year so far. And when he's aggressive and attacking quickly, he's really effective. It's when he dribbles around too much, especially in place, that he gets himself into trouble. When his dribbles have purpose, he plays really well, and the Magic play really well for it. You know, for as bad as the Magic played, Gordon was still a plus 16 in that game against the Pistons. The Magic were better with Gordon on the floor. And so now it's about how do you take ownership of this team? You know, I thought Josh Robbins had an interesting anecdote on, on The Athletic on Sunday saying, you know, Gordon really still takes losses hard, which is amazing considering the struggles the Magic have had over the last four years with him on the roster. And, and I would agree when I, when I see Gordon after games, Gordon takes losses hard. He takes winning seriously, even if he hasn't gotten the best instruction on how to do it. This is a serious guy that, that wants to be a serious player. He has big ambitions, which 
you know, maybe get him into trouble sometimes. But play, but you know, he's starting to find his fit in his role and playing that at a high level. But Gordon still has to be the leader. He has to be the one leading the charge and, and gathering the troops, and it, it feels like he is trying to do that. He's taking more ownership of this team. More and more ownership of this team, for sure. And by doing that, you know, you have a strong veteran leader in Terrence Ross off the bench to, to gather the bench group up. You have Aaron Gordon, you know, slowly developing into a leader and, and not only doing it in the locker room, but showing it on the court where he is attacking rebounds and, and, and trying to make energy plays in addition to the production that, that, they ha- that the Magic need from him and playing defense at a high level. not Maybe not at a high level yet, but, but he's getting there. All of that. All of that should, could, maybe will help the Magic respond to Clifford's call. to respond to that big message that was left for them. How the Magic respond on Friday is going to be interesting. It feels like everyone understands the responsibility, but as I've said, now they got to walk the walk. They can talk. They can understand. Now they got to do. Because Steve Clifford is right about one thing. You can look for individual growth wherever you want. Ultimately, this is a zero-sum game. There is one winner and one loser to every game. And ultimately, you are judged by how many games you win. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places you download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at philiprr__omd. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us on Twitter as well at omagicdaily. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rossenreich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.